Welcome to Business Masters, the podcast that gives you direct access to world-leading experts on key business issues. To be the first to know about future shows and to access even more exclusive content, visit businessblueprint.com and subscribe today. Hello, it's Dale Beaumont here and I'm the founder of Business Blueprint. Welcome to another Business Masters podcast. Right now, I'm talking with leading entrepreneur, Sharon Tiemann, and our focus is how to create a marketing plan that works. Sharon Tiemann, thanks for joining us. Hi, Dale. How are you? Good, thank you. Very, very good. So just by way of introduction, can you tell us a bit about some of the businesses that you've run um, out throughout your entrepreneurial career and a bit about the business you run today? Sure. Well, it's been over 20 years in business. I started in my uh, mid-20s, I suppose. Uh, We had a catering business to start with and uh, initially part of a franchise and then we were independent. Then we sold that business um, successfully and bought a rundown uh, catering supply company. Uh, We owned that for about seven or eight years, took it to a a national um, online business with two stores in Australia and sold that to a multinational out of the UK. And then we had to stay out of the hospitality industry. So we uh, jumped into another industry, which was uh, manufacturing blinds and awnings and that sort of thing. And so we've owned that business now for three years and um, it was fairly run down when we bought it, but we've tripled the revenue in under three years and uh, made you know a fairly substantial impact on the, the industry uh, with what we've achieved so far. It took us a while to learn it though, but yeah, so that's sort of a little bit of a background of what we've done. Awesome. Now, I know you've been nicknamed Madam Marketing by some of your peers. Where did that name come from? Uh, at the time, I was actually in working in hospitality and I was working with a, um, a fellow that was bringing Jamie Oliver out to Sydney. He was an events planner and he kept calling me and asking my advice on sort of how to tap into the trade element of the hospitality industry and how he could sort of, you know, make an impact with them. And I kept giving him lots of ideas and a few shortcuts and he sort of said, look, Sharon, you're like the, the madam of marketing. Um, I'm going to call you madam marketing from now on. And I really liked it. I thought, well, it's cheeky and fun and uh, it's all about marketing, which is me. So um, I've kind of uh, run with it. And uh, people that know me think it suits too. So I'll stay with that nickname. Better than a few I've had in the past. (laughs) (laughs) So where did your passion for marketing come from? Uh, Look, I think I I do love business and um, marketing obviously is such a huge part of business. But to me, marketing is a game and, uh, you know, they talk about advertising, 50% of advertising works, but no one knows which 50%. And uh, that is unfortunately true and incredibly frustrating for a small business person because we don't have a huge budget. So that's why, um, for me, marketing is about getting better odds all the time, you know, finding something that will work and I'll put a dollar down and I want $10 back or $20 back. So maybe a little bit of gambling and a bit of a game changer and that's how I think of marketing and that's what excites me when I can get a really good return on the investment that I make with, um, with what I spend. All right. Well, now our topic is about how to create a marketing plan that works. So let's uh, talk about, uh, why, I suppose, why we need a marketing plan. Let's start there. Why we need one? Well, marketing drives the sales to your business. Uh, and for me, the better you get at marketing, the easier the sales come in. 
and nothing happens in your business until a sales a sale happens. So there's no use, you know, having the best widget in town if no one wants to buy it. And I don't care how profitable you you know your product is or how great it is. Uh, we all know there's better hamburgers in town, but there's one company that sells the most of them because they're brilliant marketers. So you have to have marketing to drive the sales and you know make your business profitable. Now, I know you've put together you know, dozens of marketing plans over the years. What are the components that go into a successful marketing plan? I would probably say there's four main components that I would aim at whenever I'm putting a marketing plan together. And I do a fairly simple one. I try and keep it within a page. So I would always be clear on what my budget is. Uh, and I have a, um, numbers that I work around. So I'm, I'm clear on what I want to spend. Um, I, I look at who my target is and uh, who I'm hoping to get my message out to. Uh, the third element is the media or the medium I want to use. So is it online, offline, what, and the strategies around each one of those mediums. And I think the, the fourth element is actually strategy. And when I say strategy around marketing, uh, I don't only look at lead generating marketing. I also look at what strategies I've put in place for the business for conversion, what strategies I've put in place to increase the average dollar spent, and even profit. I look at, okay, what can I do to increase the profit in a marketing or advertising sense so that um, the, the business is more profitable? There's nothing worse than having great sales but not making any money. So all of those, that, that is the fourth element of the marketing um, plan is to actually have a strategy of, of reaching all those elements of your business. And do strategies involve what sort of specific campaigns that you're you're going to do, or or, or not that? Look, look, uh, something as simple as conversion could be having a brochure um, with with you know each product and having some point systems of you know why that product is brilliant and its point of difference. So to me, that's a marketing strategy around conversion. Mm. Marketing strategy around leads, you know, that's a fairly straightforward one to make the phone ring. But then what's your marketing strategy around once that phone rings, actually getting uh, getting in the door with the customer or getting to quote them or getting some sort of way to be in front of them so you can actually close the deal. So what's the strategy around that? And there's lots, some of them don't actually cost any money, but some do. So all those elements of um, your marketing plan, so you've got it all covered. That's great. So I suppose you're not just looking at a lot of people to think about marketing is just getting people to my website or, like you say, getting the phone to ring, but there's no point if they're just, you know, it's like you're putting water into a bucket and you've got holes in the bucket and it's just going to you know, come out the sides. So what you're really talking about is following that through, okay, what's going to happen after the call and how am I going to get in front? And then that's, all, I suppose, all part of your marketing and then going into sales as well. So it's not just about the front. It's also about what happens in the middle and the end. Well, that's it. And so your marketing strategy or your, your plan around that has to cover those elements. So I, mean, I find it probably one of the most frustrating things when I, I see these really big companies advertise on television and they're absolutely saturating it. And then you walk into them and the, the staff won't serve you or you can't get a brochure or they've got no stock on the shelf. And you think, why would you spend all that money to, to get the lead generated in and then not actually close the deal. Like it's such a simple, some of those little elements to close the deal are so simple. And, you know, they, they scream that online is killing them. But, mm. um, you know, 
often some of our strategies is, okay, how can I get some free stuff off our suppliers to give away to staff or give away to customers to convert a sale? So, you know, that that's often a strategy. There's lots of strategies to, to convert sales or increase um, average dollar that don't cost a lot of money. And when you're putting together your, your marketing plan, is it something that you do once a year, once a quarter, every month? How often should you be creating these and then how often do you look at them? I would do, I do mine once a year and normally at the end of the financial year, yep. I look at it. I look at whether I've stuck to it or how closely I've stuck to it. And uh, I'd probably look at it again at the end of the year. So, I mean, that's for me. If you find that you're not sort of sticking to it, you might need to look at it a bit closer. But yeah, for me, I look, I, I do it once a year. And normally that, then I've got the figures for the year so I can look at, uh, at how it bounced around on it. And yeah, another look six months later. Okay. Um, and what happens if you, you know, set your marketing plan and start executing a few of your strategies and then, you know, one or two of them completely bombs? Uh, you know, do you go back to the drawing board, rewrite it? Do you tweak it? Have you ever had that happen before? And what did you do about it? Oh, well, I've had it happen loads and loads of times. <laughs> I could write a book on all my mistakes. But what I would probably say is, if I ever try anything new, I will um, test it first with a small sample. So, for instance, and, and also different businesses, different things work. So, for the current business, um, I wanted to try, try letterbox drops. So, I thought, well, I'll, I'll trial 10,000. I mean, I had the opportunity to trial a couple of hundred thousand, uh, but I thought, no, let me trial 10,000. If I get any sort of a, a nibble at 10,000, and that might have cost me, I don't know, $500, then I'll put the money down on the rest. You know, that's my test. So um, I would say when things have bombed, I've normally lost money like anyone, but I haven't lost a lot. You know, $500 I'm not going to lose sleep over. Yes. So anything, I, I'll, I'll test it um, small. And if I don't have the opportunity to test, I will not roll the dice on something that I'm not sure what's going to happen. Now, once I've tested it and it's got getting good results and consistently, then I'll, I'll keep putting money into it. I mean, things go sour or they go um, bad, but it's constantly watching them and going, okay, well, that didn't work this week. And I might ring the supplier or ring the company that I'm advertising with and go, you know, that didn't work this week. Is there something I should know or something went wrong? And, and they might throw some light onto it that I, I didn't even consider. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how I do it. But it, look, it's all a gamble and I think it's just testing it with small amounts of money. Unfortunately, that's the, the sad thing with business. You will lose money on advertising. It's that 50% thing. So you've got to take a smaller risk at the start. And you've mentioned uh, testing and measuring a, a couple of times. So I'm pretty sure we all understand the importance of it. But how do you do it specifically in your business? Well, I mean, the sort of fundamentals of it is that we ask every customer. So uh, our staff are all trained when the phone rings um, to ask, where did you hear about us? Um, and pretty, I would say probably 80% of the time they do um, ask. So that's our first indicator. However, not everyone tells the truth. Or they might say, I, I um, you know, I got you out of the um, yellow pages when they've looked online, yellow pages, not the book. So it's not always accurate. One of the other ways that we look at it is I have a weekly KPI, so key performance indicators, and they give me the numbers of quotes that we've done, the amount of conversions we've had, the average dollar that we've got, 
And what that allows me to do to see any spikes or drops in any of those indicators. So if we've had a spike, I want to know why. And if I've been advertising or doing something particularly different that week, I'll work out why. But if we've had a drop, I also want to know why. And I'll, I'll call my key staff in and go, okay, conversion's down this, this week. You know, what can you say? And they might say, look, what's going on in the marketplace is we're getting slammed on this product. Um, there's a new guy on the, you know, in the, in the market. He's, he's killing us on price. Okay, let's do some research. How's he doing this? What's going on? And so we'll jump on it straight away. And that's the beauty of small business is that we can adapt and move so much faster than big business. Mm. And that's how we get their edge, you know, the David and Goliath thing. We can move fast. And we've had situations where new people have come into the marketplace and started hitting us hard on things. And within two weeks, we've turned it around. Yeah. And I'm guessing with online now, it's so much easier to test and measure, certainly from the number of hits that you're getting, where the hits are coming from. Also, you can see what traffic is converting, how long they're spending on your site, and a whole bunch of other things as well. And even you can get heat maps now to show where people's, what parts of the website is gaining the most um, attention. Um, and I know you've done a lot of stuff with, uh, with online sales before. So do you look at those numbers as well? Yes, well, that's to me, that's one of the KPIs. So that's something I look at regularly. Um, we have analytics, Google Analytics on our websites. Same with uh, the company's Facebook page. Where I'm often looking at that and how that, what's going on with that. So to me, online is such a beautiful form of marketing because it's so measurable and it's so instant mm. and you can really know. And, and, and if something's going wrong or right, you can either amp it up if it's going well or if it's not going well, you can do something about it so fast that, you know, within an hour things can change. And I know with our last business, we used to do email marketing. And I remember driving from one store to the other and, and the one store was saying, sales are really, you know, we're having a couple of really quiet days, Sharon, can you send out an email? So I sent an email blast out to our list. And by the time I got to the other store, two hours later, the phone had been ringing. So it's that quick. Um, online, it's 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 that remarkably quick that you can uh, you can really affect your business so fast with it. Now, earlier on, you mentioned about setting a budget. How does a person go about if they're kind of just starting out in business? You know, setting a, a budget should it be a particular number or a percentage of turnover? Um, if, you know, I think in a perfect world, most small business owners go, you know, I want it to be zero, but obviously it's not practical. Um, but you know, also don't want to spend too much either and start, um, you know, kind of eroding your profits. So, um, yeah, how do you set yours? Well, I, I mean, I suppose before I, I say that, I would say that marketing is about buying customers or buying leads. And so if you had just starting out, you don't have any customers or any leads. So you do have to spend your money. If you've bought an established business, you've bought the goodwill and the regular customers. So that was part of the purchase price. But if you've just started out, you have to put your hand in your pocket and, and actually spend some money to get those customers so they know who you are. So there's always more money at the start and, and that's why it's frustrating when you first start in business because it seems like there's more going out than coming in. But toughen up and keep going because it does get easier. I, in my businesses, and I've done this with all of them, it's um, I have a rule where I try and spend between 3 and 5% of the revenue on the marketing. I don't go higher than 5% and I try and keep it as low as possible. I get around the 3% once I've got the business established, I'm working out the marketing that works. I know that I put a dollar down here, I get $10 back and it's just a no-brainer every time. So I can get fine-tune it more and more. 
the longer you've been in business too, the larger your database is and it's five times more effective to sell to the database you already have than try and get new customers. So the longer I've been in business, I've always collecting a database and then we hit that database so cost-effectively, get the sales in so cost-effectively, it really reduces our marketing, uh, our marketing spend. So I suppose if at the start, you have to throw the money in, you have to get your, your, your database going and then you can wind it back once you work out what works for you. So you mentioned about uh, you know buying customers and return on investment, spending a dollar, making back 10 or 20. Can you give us a real life example of you know money that you parted with that you invested um, in marketing and you know what, what did you do and, and uh, tell us about the results you achieved? Sure. Well, probably the, the one that stands out to me that I probably couldn't believe it myself how well it went. It was with our last business, we, we, we sold uh, business to business, so we sold to restaurants and cafes, and there was a fellow that had a, a little envelope that went out just to the hospitality industry, and we had the opportunity to put a flyer in this envelope. It was a set fee, and they were just to our absolute targeted, perfect customer. Now, I um, got our suppliers to actually pay for that, so it was a few thousand dollars, but I divided it up with the products I was promoting on the flyer to the suppliers, so they all paid for that, so that cost me no money. I then went to them and negotiated bulk prices on the products that I was advertising with long, lead, with long um, payment terms. So, okay, instead of buying five off you a month, what if I bought 20 off you this month and I didn't pay you for 60 days? that sort of thing. So I went in with the deal, hard negotiation on what I was buying things for and long terms and not paying for the marketing. Now, that was fantastic results. That, that uh, marketing campaign had fantastic results to the point where I was, you know, not only ordering units of 20, I was, you know, reordering two and three times. So I got triple the results that I expected. My suppliers were absolutely wrapped because, you know, they'd had these fantastic sales. They're delivering pallet loads of stock and often they're looking for where they're spending their dollars, you know. So for them, that was a a great um, investment for them. So everyone won, you know. Our customers got really good prices. We got a marketing campaign we didn't pay for and our suppliers had great increase in sales for very low input, I suppose, into what they spent. And tell us about how someone listening to this, if they go, you know, I now realize that I need to get better at marketing. I need to really focus on it because for a lot of people, let's face it, they come into business because they're technicians, they're good at cutting hair or they're good at mowing lawns. Um, but we all understand that the, the business of, of marketing that activity is a very different set of skills. So how does a person go about, in your opinion, becoming a better marketer? I think, t- to me, um, take take out the the notion, I suppose, that it's tricking people or that it's some sort of magic way because, to me, marketing is just formulas. And if you're a good technician and good at what you do, then you'd be good at formulas. And you really just need to go, okay, I, I need to know who I'm targeting. I need to know the medium that they will look at, like where where do people look for hairdressing? Where do people look for lawn mowing? I need to find that medium and get really good at that medium or elements, you know, different elements of different mediums. And so 
you just go through the list, okay? I've found my target, I've found the medium, I'm going to get really good at that medium. And then what's my strategy to get the leads in? What's my strategy to get the, the calls converted into a sale? What's my strategy in, in uh, getting a repeat customer out of that? So it just follow the formula. And there's lots of books written on this. So, I mean, none of it's new. And, and also, it, you know, I'm really amazed at the moment, I suppose, with all the new stuff online that people go, oh, you know, get on Facebook or, or get on um, Twitter or, or what of, all of that. And, and, and they all do work, but they're not the be-all and end-all. Like you have to have so many elements coming into your business. You can't just rely on one. And there isn't any magic formula. There's lots of little things you do. It's, it's lots of little regular things you do, like anything, that will make it work. So it's not no tricks, it's just a formula. Just keep plugging along at it and it does work uh, eventually. Okay, Sharon, just before we kind of close, uh, any other final tips that you'd like to share with people around how to put together a marketing plan that works? Sure. Well, I, I suppose um, if you're starting out in business and you're really not sure where to spend your money, I would, and, and I've done that when I started in, in new businesses, I've often looked at my competitors and look, looked at the successful ones. So looked at where they're advertising and even you can often tell what sort of money they're spending and what offers they've got. You can see what's going on. So sort of follow them initially to get a bit of an indication of what's going on. Be really clear on the mediums that you choose. So online or offline and all the different elements of it and have more than one coming in. Now, I remember I was having a coffee with a young girl that was starting up in business and we discussed about four or five different strategies and she said to me, okay, well, which one will I do? And I said, we'll do all of them. And she said, oh, I thought I'd just do one to start with. And I went, no, at the start, that's when you do all of them. Like you really need to put your foot down and absolutely take massive action to get the, the business going. So you need to, to do that right at the start and have those multiple streams of marketing leads coming in and really amp up the business. Great. We're going to leave it there. Thanks so much, Sharon, for your time. Okay. Thanks, Dale. For more information about Sharon Tiemann, please visit madammarketing.com. Thanks for listening to another Business Masters podcast. To access more great content or to download your free business plan template, visit businessblueprint.com.